A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Insulation. My name is Louis Mendes. This is the big match preview. I hope you guys are well on our return uh, from the international break. Um, obviously, looking forward to the game uh, up at Carlisle uh, on Saturday, which I'll be leaving for in about three minutes because it is a very, very long way away from uh, from South East London. Uh, joining me to look ahead to that game and, of course, look back at the, uh, the action that we've missed over the last week or so. Uh, first up, top right, Sue Gallup. Hey, Dean Sue. I'm all good. Thanks, Lou. Yeah, yeah. being on, it feels like it's been a long time and I feel like I haven't been to a channel game for ages. But, um, yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, it is good to be back. Obviously, we uh, we dipped our toes in with the uh, EFL Trophy game in midweek, which was a, a pleasure uh, as always. But uh, yeah, um, it's a long time since a league game. We had the novelty of uh, playing Cray Valley away from home as well in that time, of course. But on the bottom of the screen, a man who is making the schlep up to Carlisle on Saturday with me as well. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm doing it bit by bit. So I'm going up to York today. Then I'll just hang around for a bit. Then I'll go up to Carlisle Saturday. I'm not doing it all in one do one go. So uh, yeah, best, yeah best looking forward to, to it. it. First trip. Yeah, best way to do it. I wish I wish I was actually doing that and not leaving my house at like five o'clock in the morning on on Saturday, which I actually am doing, which is utterly ridiculous. But that's the life choice I've made, and I've got to stick with it now. So uh, on today's show, then, uh, as I said, we will be looking back at the two cup games. We've got a little montage to remind us of what we've missed uh, over the last week or so. And as all hell let loose says in the comments, uh, is a very Terry Smith heavy program because there's a lot of Terry commentary uh, to look back at uh, in that montage. And uh, yeah, we'll look ahead to the Carlisle game, obviously from a Charlton point of view we're also going to hear from lee rooney uh from the brunton bugle it's been a big week actually for the cumbrians they've had a takeover yesterday um an american family it seems to be have bought the club which is all the rage in america these days just to buy league one clubs for some reason so we'll hear from lee uh, a little bit about what what's gone on up there and, and he'll tell us how sam lavelle's been getting on uh since since he uh departed us uh at the start of the season as well um sue and Tom, let's remind ourselves of what we've missed before we uh, say hello to everyone else. Let's remind ourselves of what we've missed over the last couple of weeks. And we are underway in this uh, first round replay. Forward, looking for Alfie May. It's a ball over the top. Can Alfie May bring it down? He can. That's a superb takedown and a great finish from Alfie May to open a scoring for Charlton. Walker on the edge of the box. And has the referee given a decision here? What has he given? Given a penalty. Walker. Up against Lisby, steps forward, strikes it down the middle and equalises for the home side. For the right, Nassimway once more, jinx past his man, lifted ball into the box. Can Lieburn get there? He can! And he scores, Miles Lieburn! Alfie May into the penalty area, can he finish? Goes past the keeper and he does finish! That's a superb strike from Alfie May. Side, Dobson looks to shoot, does so! Oh, what a finish from George Dobson! That's outstanding! Nassimway cut inside, picked out George Dobson. And he let fly. Swings it in. Lieber trying to get there. Misses him. And the edge of the box. 
Touches it to Campbell. Campbell with a shot, and he's buried it. Therese Campbell to give Charlton the fifth. Long and forward. It's a great run into the edge of the box. Can Fraser finish? Oh, saved away, and Bick could go score. And does. Meeker and Bick just on. Scores in this FA Cup tie to make it 6-1. The players' attitude and the way they went about their business tonight was spot on. Professional performance. That was that was our job to, to come here and do. Um, you give credit to Cray. Like when it goes one all, it's... Everybody says it's the FA Cup, and um, but no, we was calm at halftime. In there, we was we was relaxed, and it was important that we sort of kept the momentum up and and, and carried on sort of what we was doing first. You're off. Saving your wonder strikes for the EFL Cup and the FA Cup now. I know, I know. <laughs> I need saving for the league, didn't I? But um, yeah, I've, on your left foot as well. To, to be fair, I've been the lefty's actually been a little bit better than the right in training, so. <laughs> When it when it come across, I thought I would uh, would give it a swing, um, and yeah, it was obviously great to score, and um, yeah, just to, just to progress, and obviously you you won away now from a from a big time. We all know how wonderful it was last season, going up to United, taking all them thousands. Um, so it'd be amazing if we could get into that third round hat and potentially have another uh, amazing occasion for everyone at the club. Sutton United prepared to get this underway. Black and Taylor and taking the penalty here in Blackett Taylor. Fraser runs ahead of him, uses him as a decoy. Blackett Taylor with a shot into the corner. And Charlton have the lead. As McGrandles in space, into the penalty. McGrandles goes for goal, takes a deflection. And Charlton do have their second. Connor McGrandles will claim it. Here's Scott Fraser with the cross towards the far post. May with the header. It's a wonderful chalk move. And Alfie May finds the net again. Yeah, delighted. Um, you know, obviously, I thought there was some good stuff tonight. Um, not just with the ball, but without the ball. Um, thought their attitude was spot on. Obviously, there's a few lads who probably needed some minutes, which was good as well. Um, but yeah, they just showed a real sort of good appetite to the game, and you know, uh, there was a hunger and desire. And um, I think, obviously, you know, since the back-to-back defeats, that sort of four or five games now again unbeaten, and um, yeah, going in the right direction. So there we go, a look back at our FA Cup win uh, in the replay over at Cray Valley and, of course, the EFL Trophy or, or the Bristol's uh, 3-0 win over Sutton uh, that secures uh, passage into round two of that competition uh, as well. So it's been a busy few days. I did realise, actually, I'm so out of uh, sync having not done a show for over a week. I've got to say hello to everyone. So hello to everyone uh, in the chat. I've already said hello to all hell let loose, but Paul's in there. Uh, Keith is joining us uh, from Ambulance 257. I hope you're working, Keith, and you haven't been involved in something awful and, and you've still taken the time out to uh, to, look, <laughs> to listen to the show. Uh, Z, the, Z, the goalkeeper, is uh, is in there. Shiny Phil, Aaron, Sam, uh, Andrew, and Jonathan West from the Upbeats is asking how we are. We're great, mate. I hope you are uh, as well. I'm sure you are because the women's team are top of the league as well. Um, uh, Paul's in there uh, and Sam as well. Hopefully uh, I've got to everyone. Um, yeah, it's been a busy couple of weeks since we last did a show. Um, just look back briefly, Sue, obviously at the Cray Valley game. I was lucky enough to uh, have my own picnic table to stand on um, uh, <laughs> along the side of the pitch there. Um, bit of a nervy one at half time when obviously, you know, we'd had loads of chances, only taken one and um, the, the magic of the FA Cup managed to weave a, a penalty that was about a yard outside the box um, for Carell Lisby to score against us, which I guess in the long run is a nice story, but I wish it didn't happen at the time. Uh, but we got the job done in the end and that was the most important thing. Yeah, like you say, I, 
I uh, when I watched it, I was like that first half was. You could still see there. There seemed to be those nerves there, and Cray was still really, I guess, buzzing that they'd got that replay and sort of still with that level of energy from from actually how well they played at the Valley. Um, because I, I guess as well, we we talked about how bad we were at the home game, but actually how good Cray were as well. And then I guess when you're playing at a lower level like that, your legs run out. And I, I obviously you look at the team selection and Michael had obviously weren't going to make that mistake again by um, playing 11 players that had never played together before. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it, it was good. It was, I guess people would say it was an expected, deserved result. But at half time, I think we were probably all thinking, oh, God, not again. What's going to happen now? Like, you can see he's got penalties written all over it. Um, but luckily, I guess whatever happened at half time, Mickey must have uh, put the boot in a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, second half, completely different and, and much more comfortable and sort of playing the type of football that we know we can play. Mm, yeah, I mean, Appleton, I, I did ask him what, what was the message at half time because. We created plenty of chances in that first half. I think it, it felt slightly different to the Cray game at home, but we weren't taking them. And, and he he did say just sort of stay calm and just work on that detail in the final third. And obviously that that came uh, came good at the start of that second period. Paul saying, I'm surprised health and safety didn't have a word with me. There, there was a, a nervy moment when we had Mark Bryant stood on the BBC Radio London table and Nick was sort of saying, if he falls off here, that's his career over because... <laughs> because he hadn't signed to form or something like that. Um, but yeah, Tom, uh, the, the job done, partly because obviously we, we started with a stronger side. I mean, noticeably quiet game from Corey actually that day, but obviously had, had a good one in midweek against Sutton. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I sort of thought like a lot of players, not overawed, but but slightly would, would have found it a different experience to go and play down at Badgers. All of our, you know, our uh, League One sort of uh, standard players aren't used to playing uh, many grounds like that. But obviously Alfie May has worked his way up through that league. He would have played there a few times for Erif and, and Belvedere. So uh, no surprise that he looked comfortable. But to be fair, he's looked comfortable on every stage that we've seen him in so far. 15 goals for the season now after after Tuesday. It's not bad, is it? You could argue some of our players probably should be playing on that, on that pitch more often as well. But uh, that's maybe a conversation for another day. I think you kind of touched on it there, the fact that we had all those chances in the first in the first game and didn't take them as well. And I think in that second half of that second game, it was like, because we've got our uh, our better players out there, they finally took control. As Sue says, perhaps Craig got a little bit tired and we kind of ran away with it in the end. But um, yeah, I think that was the big difference, really. We had plenty of chances, well, maybe not enough chances in that first game, but we created enough that we could have won, you know, Kirk's one-on-one, etc. So um, yeah, I think... It's difficult, isn't it? We've seen it so many times on telly. We've been involved in it on telly before. You go to one of these small grounds, it's it's not easy. I know it's a stereotype of the potential banana skin of the FA Cup, but it's a stereotype because it happens. It happens every year and you don't want it to be you. So, yeah, I wish we hadn't had to go to a replay. I think in some ways, I suppose the benefit is that Michael Appleton has learned a lot about some of those players and maybe that gives him a, a bit more weight, a bit more power for, for what he wants in January in terms of building a, a squad that can compete in the second half of the season. Uh, I think apart from that, I'm not going to read too much into it. It's, it's a job done and we move on. Um, and as you say, with Alfie May, I think that's the other big takeaway is for him just continuing whatever team we play against, whatever position he's asked to play in, he is consistently finding the back of the net and 
again, if we're going to think or even consider possible promotion this season, then that has to continue because, um, yeah, because we're obviously going to need to score goals, particularly whilst our defence is like it is. So, um, yeah, all in all, job well done. Um, I'd completely forgotten about the Sutton game until you put the highlights on. So uh, that was a nice reminder that we were still in that one as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, just, uh, I guess, yeah, job's well done. And um, yeah, I'm pleased we're focusing back on the league now. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, one comment um, that's just uh, just come up in, in, in the chat is, is obviously relating to this uh, this situation we've seen on Sky Sports today with the comparison between Alfie May uh, and Erling Haaland, um, little-known striker who plays uh, for one of those clubs up in Manchester. Uh, so Haaland's got 28 goals in 2023 uh, in the Premier League. Alfie's got 27, obviously, in League One. But, you know, it's nice to see a striker at Charlton actually creating headlines like that, you know, a proper goal machine that we've got. And and uh, Andrew's asking if May can score more league goals than, than Haaland this year. I mean, obviously, it's comparatively slightly different levels, but I mean, it's one hell of a target. And it, it's nice to see Alfie getting the, the recognition he deserves for, you know, what's been a fantastic, not just end of his time with Cheltenham, but the way he's taken to it here at the Valley has just been spectacular. And he has, he has proven such an asset for us. And I would love it if he outscores Erlen Haaland and then it would be a bit unfortunate if Man City sign him. But, you know, that's the price we'd have to pay. I thought you was going to do a Kevin Keegan then. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Um, sorry, my really rubbish impression of Kevin Keegan that didn't sound anything like him. Um, yeah, you know what, though? I know, I know it is amazing, completely amazing. But at the same time, I'm looking, I was like, please don't draw attention to our best player. Please don't draw attention to our best player. Because it just makes me nervous. Like, I know very unlikely he would go anywhere in January, but like you just it just you, you never know what's gonna happen. So it does I kind of go, well, let's just play it down. Let's just don't don't make a big deal about it. Even if he came second to Haaland, what an achievement that would be. Like it's like you say, Alfie May, who came from non-league football that's playing for little old Charlton, is second in the top goal scorers um for the for the for our country for for the last year, just it's 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 unreal, really, isn't it? You like you don't yeah. you don't get stuff like that that happen that happens to us, and he I mean he deserves it. He doesn't stop running and work. He just works so hard. He's showing that ability. Like I was watching the the certain goals, and I know you talked talk about him later, but he can score with any part of his body. He's just. He's just a natural goal scorer, and I absolutely mm. love him. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, obviously, it, like him garnering the attention that he does. It, 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 like, if he were to go in January, which I would be very, very surprised about, it wouldn't be because Sky Sports tweeted about it. It'd be because of the amount of goals he's scored. You know, and we've we've had plenty of strikers who who we haven't drawn attention to, like Josh Parker, for example. Um, he somehow managed to uh, to to go under the radar of the Erling Haaland fanatics by not scoring a single goal for about four clubs in a row. Although I notice he's got a real good haul in the National League this year, um, Josh Parker. So fair play to him. Um, yeah, Sue mentioned that the Sutton game as well. Um, it was a really nice one on uh, Tuesday night, Tom, because you went there sort of bigging it up for you know, the joke the competition is. But actually, it was quite a nice relaxed evening with very little at stake other than progressing in, in this competition. And and uh, it turned into a really good display. You know, great, great goal from Corey to get us up and running. Um, 
and uh, yeah, McGrandall's goal. We're going to talk about him shortly, and then Alfie again. But there, there are some benefits, I guess, to that competition, and one of them being the fact that we have seen someone like Connor get another run out, and and the likes of uh, of Alfie and Corey, who had been struggling a bit with a knock recently, able to get some minutes under his belt just to just to settle him again. Yeah, I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. Like I say, I completely forgot. I've just literally just checked my diary. I had a day off. Just just didn't just didn't know. And I've just checked our WhatsApp chat, and we were all talking about the game that night as well. Completely missed all that. So, yeah, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and claim I know much about it. I've just checked the goals. Um, but you're right. There is opportunities there. People like Connor, for example, and I think we hoped in the the Cray Valley first game. People like Charlie Kirk getting opportunities in minutes where they haven't had it, it gives them an opportunity. Now, obviously, Kirk's went one way and we've spoken about that and I don't want to bang on about that too much. Um, and McGrandles has gone the other way. You know, he's come in, he's looked good. Um, I think, I'm not going to say we were excited necessarily uh, when we signed him, but we also knew what he could bring. He'd caused us a bit of trouble for for other teams when he played against us. Um, he's certainly a name that I had, had sort of stood out in, in games that we played against. Uh, so for him to get his opportunity and for him to start to show, obviously he's worked under Appleton before, hasn't he, I think. So that that helps. Um, that maybe gives him more opportunity than perhaps he would have got if somebody else had come in. But it's great for him. You know, I, I don't think he's going to be hanging his hat on a goal against Sutton in the whatever the trophy is called now. But it's the start of perhaps getting that opportunity. And we've got a pretty stock midfield and it's it's, you know, there's a lot of competition in there. But he maybe offers something different where if we're coming up against certain teams, then then he's an option. So... You're right, there is opportunities for players like that. As you say, Corey was a little bit quiet in the FA Cup. So for him to then get get a, a goal is good because um, you don't want him to lose momentum either. And going into this period, I mean, at League One level, and with both of these Cups ongoing as well, we're playing a lot of games anyway, right? But particularly around Christmas and the December time, you start to get Saturday, Tuesdays almost every week. Um, you're going to need your full squad. You're going to need your full squad and you're going to need momentum. So these games can hopefully give us a bit of both of those. Um, and yeah, going in kind of the opposite of what I was saying earlier uh, about uh, some players kind of giving Michael Appleton more opportunity to say, look, I need extra players. Someone like McGrandles maybe doesn't, but if he's on good form, that's not a bad thing either. So um, yeah, uh, I was I was pleased. I'm pleased we won. Like I say, now I've now I've seen that. I assume we're now through, are we? So we'll have another game in that. So I'll uh, I'll look forward to ignoring that one as well. But um, yeah, Wembley, here we come. I guess. Yeah, draws tomorrow night and we're going to be away unless we get West Ham under 21s, in which case we'll be at home. But it's either going to be away to Portsmouth, Milton Keynes or Reading. Um, so, yeah, something to, to look forward to. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, Shiny Phil pointing out, I thought Tyrese Campbell seems to be getting better with every match. I'm really excited to see another of our homegrown players doing so well. So, funny enough, up until we won the penalty on Tuesday, I thought he'd had a really quiet game, but then actually was involved in at least one of the goals in the second half as well. So he grew into it. And, you know, I don't think everyone who listens to this show know, knows that I rate and I like Tyrese. And I think there's there's still loads more to, to come. I mean, Dean's asking uh, if we could go into February with no May, Dobson, Corey uh, and Lieber and other clubs will now be looking at him, uh, especially with uh, those clubs at the bottom end of the championship to keep them up. Um, yeah, well, I wonder if that might have been why Mark Bright was, was at Cray. I asked him if he was there to watch anyone. He just said, oh, I'm just here to enjoy the game of football. But I do wonder if he had an eye on Miles Lieburn or anything like that. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, Tom, you mentioned him there, Conor McGrandles. Um, he has been one of a couple of players I thought would be interested just to focus in on because um, I've spoken to Michael Appleton about him uh, in midweek. So let's have a listen what um, what Michael's been saying about Conor's uh, recent showings. 
In minutes, um, one, one who sort of stood out today, especially the reaction he got from the crowd when he came out, obviously got hopefully his goal, the, the second goal as well, Connor. Mm. Um, obviously got his goal at Portsmouth, got another one now. Is he sort of really building into what you're hoping he's going to become as a chunk player? I hope so, I hope so. I, I keep saying it, I've said it loads of times. I, I know what the, the kid's capable of. I had him for two years at Lincoln, he was my captain in my final year and I know that you know the performances that he's um, you know, capable of showing and uh, I just think if he stays injury free and he continues on his sort of path in terms of fitness and getting the minutes in, um, you'll see a very, very different sort of Conor McGrandles to what you've seen so far. Since he's come back into the group, he's been been spot on. He's been great, um, and um, yeah, I hope that continues. So yeah, that's what Mickey had to say about about Connor Sue. I mean, you know, we 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 spoken recently. Obviously, it's another performance for him, uh, a, a goal as well. We we have to sort of factor in the fact that these have come against Cray Valley and um, Sutton United. Obviously, he had a, a cameo against um, against Portsmouth before he scored his goal as well. So let, let's not get carried away. But, you know, George is saying, I truly hope that McGrandles kicks on now. It could be an ideal backup to uh, when Dobbo uh, eventually uh, needs a rest or, or probably more likely gets suspended, isn't he? Uh, Paul Davenport says uh, McGrinders up and, and running. This is a nice little nickname. All hell let loose says uh, McGrandles uh, is a real uh, a goal machine. Uh, we should just say hello to James as well, who's joining us live uh, from the States on Thanksgiving. So thank you for spending uh, your time away from your family with us. We're, we're very, we, we give you thanks for that. Is that what you say in America? I don't know. Um, so yeah, uh, McGrandles, we need, we, we need him to, to consistently show the levels he can be at, but hopefully these, these have been steps in the right direction, Sue. Yeah, and I think obviously it, it's really telling that that Mickey's got a really good working relationship with him, and maybe he is the one that, to bring it out of him. Um, obviously, like you say, the the two games that we've seen him do well and score a, 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 a lower um, sort of opposition. So I think you can only really judge and test when you're playing. Um, equals in like sort of League One, or if you get further in the cups and play a, a team of a high level. Um, so it, I think it's it has been a rough start to his Charlton career. Um, not sure whether he's been given enough opportunities, um, but I'm I'm really hopeful. I feel really excited that he's got. We've got now a manager that is like he's Michael said. He's played under him for two years and he knows him inside out and he made him his captain for a reason. So um, I feel like this hopefully is the kickstart to to Connor's proper Charlton career. Um, mm. And we kind of got to erase what's happened previously. Yeah, and he needs a, a run of good luck with injuries, of course, which... Um... Uh, which we've seen um, in his time at Charlton, which has really sort of um, held him back. Now, another player I thought we ought to talk about, um, when we were last doing a show after the Cray Valley Cup game, the original tie at the Valley, um, obviously Charlie Kirk was a name that came up. He's, he's been omitted from all the squads since then. Um, you know, I, I spoke to, to Michael Appleton about that after the Cray Valley game, just because it is something that a lot of fans have spoken about and a lot of fans are interested in. Um, so, so when that has been, obviously, I'll put it to the manager. Let's have a listen to what he had to say about Charlie Kirk and his future with the club. He wasn't here tonight. He did play in the last game. Charlie Kirk's obviously a player that a lot of Charlton fans had a great deal of expectation for. But I mean, is he one of the ones that you sort of referred to that 
in the first leg gave you something to think about and is that why he wasn't here this evening? Yeah, but it, there was more than Kirky. I mean, like there was 11 players played in that game at the Valley 10 days or so ago and um, didn't do themselves justice, you know, and that can happen in football sometimes, not just about one person. Um, you know, there was certainly enough quality on that pitch, um, you know, in that game for us to win the game and it just didn't happen and, you know, it's one of them where we've got another opportunity like we had tonight, you know, change a team, change a mentality maybe, like because of the amount of players and senior players in the group tonight. And, uh, yeah, like I say, we, we, we proved that. I mean, what, what does Charlie have to do to get back into sort of the first team final? Was, was he training today? Did you do a session today? No, no, we didn't train today. We trained yesterday. Listen, he's one of them where I have had an honest conversation with Charlie. Charlie needs to play football. He needs to play with a smile on his face again. And, um, you know, I think that's going to be I think that's going to be difficult uh, at Charlton. You know, obviously, the reaction, you know, from everybody when I when I seen and watched the game surprised me slightly but obviously I've only been in the club two or three months so um, you know I'm sort of looking at it from a fresh pair of eyes and I want to give players an opportunity and give them as much opportunity as I possibly can but at the same time I've got to protect players as well I've got to look after them um, and I think I think the honest conversation that myself and sort of Charlie had is that he probably needs a fresh start Do you think he's Probably not going to play again for Charlton, basically. No, I'm not saying that at yeah. all because Ultimate he's a quality player and obviously there's going to be injuries, there's going to be suspensions. You know, we've seen that already with the, the likes of, you know, Chucks and, and, and Pan. But at the minute, you know, you've seen that there's a few young players as well who've got a little bit about them and can come on the pitch and change the game. So um, I'm definitely not writing any player off and I would never do that. But what, at the same time, what I will say is that, you know, whether it's Kirky, whether it's Chem coming on today, whether whoever it may be, from an attitude point of view, they've been absolutely different class and they're asking questions of the players that are in the 11 straight away. There we go. So that's what uh, Mickey Apples had to say about um, Charlie Kirks. So obviously, he, sort of, he referenced during during his second answer that he, he felt he needs a fresh start, um, which made it sound like certainly away from Charm, which is why I asked the third one, this is, are, are you implying he's not going to play again? Uh, which, which he wouldn't go that far. And obviously, he, he then sort of spoke a little bit about Charlie's attitude and said it was in the, in the right place. But, uh, I mean, Dean said in the chat, Charlie Kirk has only let himself down as he's had enough chances. I mean, Mike also referenced the, the reaction he got from supporters, I thought, I thought which was quite interesting, um, Tom. But, yeah, a, a fresh start seems to be the direction we're heading in. The fact he's not even getting in the teams for, um, you know, Cray Valley replay or Sutton United not even getting on the bench, um, I think probably says all we need to know. I think, yeah, sometimes the writing's on the wall. And uh, I said a little bit earlier, I don't want to dig on him again. I think he came in for a lot of criticism after that, that first Cray game, and rightly so. Um, and to be honest, I don't think he's... I can't think of any game where he's shown us what he's capable of. He's clearly a player lacking confidence. Obviously, you had the photo up there of that one-on-one. You look at the way he backs out of challenges. You look at the way he doesn't take players on. That's all stuff we know he's capable of pot shots from sort of 25 yards. We've seen him do that before uh, and he's just not doing it for us. It, it's as simple as that. So, yeah, uh, we spoke before about the circumstances that he came into the club on and, and obviously that's difficult. Um, he has had chances, as as Dean said, uh, and he's not taking them for whatever reason. Um, uh, you know, I, I empathise with the lack of confidence. That can't be easy to go and try and do your job when you're feeling that way. But at the same time, I'm not a Charlie Kirk fan. I'm a Charlton fan, so I need... 11 players out there that, that are going to try try and perform. So, 
yeah, it's a difficult one. It hasn't worked out. Um, I don't think we would be sad to see him go. Um, and I think if he got an opportunity somewhere else, he probably might have an opportunity to show what he's capable of. And and if he does, then then good for him. But uh, yeah, I think the writing's just been on the wall for, for too long now. He's had his opportunities and, and he hasn't taken them. And sadly, I, I just don't see how it's ever going to work out. Obviously, Michael has to be diplomatic because as he says, if we get 20 injuries, then it's, you know, he's going to have to play. But um, yeah, I just, I just can't see it happening, sadly. And and it's a shame because, as I say, that there, there is a player in there. He's just, he's just not shown it for us. Yeah, it's interesting because um, when, again, when I was listening to his second answer, which made me ask the third question, I was sort of remembering that a couple of the Lincoln fans suggested that, I think possibly even that Sorensen, but certainly there was players in their side that, that Michael didn't give many chances to. Uh, so I, I did wonder if that's sort of something he does, but it does feel like it's just a player that's probably not going to be near the squad, certainly unless there's an emergency. I mean, Dean said he's going into the jungle tonight. That's why he hasn't been involved recently. Uh, or to be fair, the wages, it sounds like they're paying for that this year. I'd be I'd be there straight away as well. Um, yeah, a couple of people have uh, mentioned about Nathan Asimway. Uh, said he said he's been looking strong uh, recently. All hell let loose saying as a Simway overtaken Tenai Watson uh, as our starting right back uh, at the moment. Justin saying uh, we've got to put a good word in for him. He's been quality recently and holding his own uh, as a right as, as a right back or a right wing back. I mean it's it's it's, it's been great to see how he's. We, we've not overworked him, Sue, because obviously, you know, remember those couple of difficult moments he had at the start of the season. Um, but yeah, it, 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 he he has been a player that's that's almost improved as time's gone on and, and he started from a pretty high base anyway. Yeah, I think we always kind of had that idea that he was going to be a, a, a great player. And like you say, we, we go back to how sort of sort of upset we all were when when he had those couple of wobbles and sort of hope that he would recover from it. And I think he's clearly showing that he has has had a bit of time out. I can't remember whether he was injured or whether he was just given some time out of the team. But whatever's happened, it's obviously done him the world of good. And I guess coming in with with Michael, we know Michael's ability to to develop younger players and and give them that confidence to, to kind of take that step up and he at the moment I I would say he's he's undroppable with with how he's been playing um but again he is still very young um and we have to be mindful of that and not play him too much so that we don't actually Keith's just written what I was just gonna say you just don't want to burn him out physically or mentally um because it's a lot of pressure for a young man um and we don't want a kind of repeat of what maybe he's going to make mistakes. But he, he, I mean, I can't remember what game it was, Louis, but that one that he came off and he looked absolutely devastated. Um, yeah, was it Port Vale maybe or Bristol? Yeah, yeah I think it was his, his error that led to them, one of their goals or the last goal, whatever it was. But you just that you want your young players to grow in that confidence and maybe that whole sort of thing of like, coming in for a period of time, having a couple of games out, come back in for a bit and just see how it goes. But and the other side to that is you want a consistent starting eleven because that's how they grow and learn how to play as a team, as a unit. So it's a difficult one, but at the moment I would say he's undroppable. Mm. I mean, just finally, Tom, I mean, uh, I listened to Michael Appleton's presser earlier on today, obviously referenced the fact that since the 
the, the two back-to-back defeats in the league, which were obviously the, the, the first defeats under him. We've now gone five unbeaten in all competitions. Obviously, we have to caveat that. with One of them was a one-all draw with Cray Valley paper mills at the Valley, which was obviously awful. Um, and one of them's obviously then the replay, which, which is what should have happened in the first game. Uh, and then obviously that's a 3 0 win over uh, you know Sutton side who are struggling in the league in in the um, EFL trophy. But there's a good point at Portsmouth in there. There's a, a good win at Wigan in there, uh, which which only which only had seven minutes of chaos. Um, are, are we on a back on a good run? I mean, I, I will show you as well. Actually, Jack um, obviously uh, wants to emulate me and has made his own graph. Um, and to show, it's a more advanced version of my graph, basically. But it sort of shows how um, how Charlton would, would be doing if uh, if um, we, we'd be following a few different paths. And it just showed that under Michael, I won't go into too much detail, but basically if we followed Michael Appleton's points per game from when he came in to the end of the season, I think his suggestion um, that we, we'd, we'd come reasonably close to um, to getting into the playoffs um so yeah without getting carried away hopefully hopefully we can sort of suggest we're on not too bad a run obviously still with a lot of work to do but yeah the the turnaround since Michael's taken over has still overall been been a lot better than the start of the season yeah I was just getting on board with your graph but that one's way too complicated for me but uh, (laughs) I enjoyed Mickey Apple's Express that was nice I think um yeah, there's a couple of points there. I think generally since Appleton's come in, we've looked a lot better. I think tactically we've looked a lot better and that was something we said maybe Dean was lacking a little bit. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised about that. But um, I, th- I think that second point uh, is something I mentioned a little bit earlier, that momentum. You know, you can only play the teams that are put in front of you. And uh, there are caveats around that Cray Valley first game anyway, because we, we picked a, an entirely different start in 11. But you look at those other four games, we've had two games against lower league opposition that we brushed aside pretty comfortably. We've gone to a team that are unbeaten in about 41 years and, and we've got a, a point there. Uh, and then we've gone away to Wigan where, I don't, I don't know, historically it feels like we always struggle there, but maybe I'm wrong. But we've got a good result there. So, yeah, we're coming into a game against Carlisle. And obviously, as we start to look ahead to that, we've lost four of their last five who are down at, towards the bottom of the table. If... Apples wants to make a statement. Again, this is this is the sort of game that we need to go away. We need to win that. Just chalk it up as a as a comprehensive victory and not not have any difficulties there. And and I'm not going to say that's going to happen. There's there's obviously going to be difficulties. We've played teams down the bottom who who we have struggled against anyway. So I'm not going to say it's a walkover because I don't think it will be at all. But as I've said for a few weeks now when I've been on, if we want to be a top 6 side, it's the sort of game we have to win. Uh, and that's absolutely no disrespect to them. So, yeah, it, it's momentum. It's, uh, as you say, caveated by the sides we've played against. But, yeah, winning breeds winning. And um, it breeds confidence in the side. And, yeah, we've got to try and focus on that. And particularly Appleton himself has got to try and kind of breed that confidence into his side. Because once you get in that habit, it's a good place to be. So, um mm. Yeah, I'm not getting carried away. I like the look of that graph, but there's a, there's a lot of football to play yet. And I don't think we've shown enough so far to say we're certainly not going to stroll into the playoffs. I think you said it a few weeks ago. If we do, we'll scrape in. Uh, and that's still the feeling I've got at this po- uh, this point in time. Yeah, certainly right. Just on the same way Chris said, uh, he gets skinned by any decent wingers uh, the amount of time his man gets in uh, behind him. So obviously yeah, that's something we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on uh, as well. But um, Aaron said he's a work in progress. Uh, agree his positioning isn't great at times. Uh, but he's good uh, going forward. Dean saying, has there been any news on the how and when to get the tickets for Jill's in the FA Cup? I long for the scaffolding. No, I haven't I haven't seen anything. I was just looking on the Twitter page. I still haven't seen anything. 
Um, uh, it's, 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 it's weird, isn't it? It's like, um, no matter how hard we try and get away from that place, we're always dragged back there, whether it be in pre-season or, or now in the FA Cup as well. So, yeah, I'll be there. I'm, I am actually looking forward to that one. I don't know if it's just because it's not too far away. But, you know, that's me getting lazy in my old age. Right, we're going to have a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we will turn our attention to the longest trip of the season uh, all the way up to Brunton Park uh, on Saturday. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments, trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police-checked, fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk Hello fellow addicts. I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich. It has six Pub of the Year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer it's owned by Chomp fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match uh, preview. Andrew's asking what Stan, the uh, Johnny Williams fan club, will be in against Gillingham. Well, it's up to, up to Tom if he's just going to try and sit in the home dugout or something so he can sit next to him on the bench. What are you thinking, Tom? I think he's got a box there, hasn't he? So I assume he'll just invite me along. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously got a stand named after him yet. So maybe he'll put me in that. I don't know. Something nice. If, yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably, uh, if there is a stand that hasn't fallen down yet. You know, you know, like, so that scaffolding stand uh, at Gillingham part is partly condemned. So I think they can't fit as many fans into it as we used to be able to. So I don't know if they might give us some seats uh, along the side, but we'll find out. But we'll worry about that for another day. Uh, we've got to look ahead to, obviously, the trip to Carlisle uh, this weekend. And we've uh, we've uh, phoned in an expert, as per always, this week uh, joining us uh, as our guest fan is Lee Rooney from the Brunton uh, Bugle. Lee, thanks for, for joining us on Charlton Live. An absolute pleasure to, to have you on. And what's actually been a, a pretty big week for your club you've had a you've had a takeover this week is is it all going to be the land of milk and honey from now on um i think the main aim this season is to finish 20th and above and stay in league <laughs> one really you know getting up last season was a miracle in itself which i'm sure you'll come on to but it, you know i think the aim this season is basically to make sure we stay up but everything they've said so far has been so positive they've been really really open in terms of speaking to the fans as much as they could because the EFL have put new processes in now, so you can't really say quite as much when you're taking over a club. So I think they've wanted to say more, but they've not been able to. 
But when we had this sports club meeting with them, because we had to reduce our share ownership in the sports club in the club, um, everything they said was brilliant and it really, really felt positive. And I know people who are involved in the sports club and they said, we've been dealing with them since February and they're genuinely like brilliant, brilliant people to work with. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really positive. I mean, our previous owners have been in charge for 15 years now, I think. And look, they're not bad people. They're decent people. They've got the club at heart, but they're a bit gray and old is, is the only way to put it. I mean, our, our chairman and the one who owned the most shares out of the four, three of them, Andrew Jenkins, I think is what, 83, 84. He's been involved in the club for 61 years, 62 years, something like that. So, you know, for him, it might be a little bit of a wrench to, to see it go, but at the same time, he's been waiting for the right person to come in and take over who could actually put a bit of money in because there's been a few false storms where they've got very close, but when it's come push the shove, these people have not had any money. So we've actually now finally reached the point where we found an American family who are really passionate about football and they've been looking at buying a club for six years and yeah, thankfully they've chosen us. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I've been looking through some, obviously, just the social media reaction of the Carlisle fans. It reminds me of every single takeover we've ever had, actually, funny enough. Fans thinking, oh, we're, we're going to... We, I even saw one Carlisle fan suggesting they might become the next, the next Brentford and make their way up to the Prem. But obviously, I, I imagine the majority of people will be a little bit more more grounded. And obviously, as you said, the work this season is is about staying up. Um, what what can you tell us about your your campaign so far? Obviously, it has been punctuated with wins like away at Bolton, which was an excellent result. But but you have been struggling a little bit. Why why has that been? Um, it's funny because no one's really battering us. You know, if you look at it, I think we've lost them for like seven games, one nil. It's always narrow defeats. Our problem's in attack. We just haven't got the quality in attack this season. We lost a couple of players in the summer who've have gone to Tranmere and Sutton who aren't really getting games for them either, which is the frustrating thing. They were really important to us, Patrick and Dennis, last season. And some of the others haven't really stepped up. We're relying on a 35-year-old Joe Garner who, you know, works his backside. He's in his fourth spell with us and he's a big fan's favourite. But we shouldn't be playing him 90 minutes every single game, which is what we're having to do over the last couple of months. Um, that's where we're really struggling a bit because actually at the back we're pretty solid. You know, we're, like I said, we're not conceding bucket loads of goals. The nearest anyone got to really battering us was a half each from Peter and Wigan, where they that was where like wow we've really stepped up in a level here. You know, compared to League Two, these these two are really good. But in both those games we got a point. Both those games we came back and showed what we're capable of. No one's tearing us apart. We, we, we're just lacking that little bit of extra quality. And Simpson's been told he's going to get a step change budget in January in terms of improving the squad. So I think a lot of our fans are looking at the way of what happened with Gillingham last season, in terms of the way that they sort of struggled first half of the season with goals and really to make an impact. And then once the January transfer window arrived and they were able to bring in reinforcements, they became a much better team and and pulled themselves well away from trouble. With sort of fingers crossed, hoping that we can do that again this season. And I think the fact that no one is battering us is, is the thing that's really encouraging because it shows that you know, we, we can at least compete at this level and we're not going to hopefully get cut adrift. So, yeah, that, that's the hope, getting a bit of extra quality in January. Hi, Lee. Um, obviously, we've got a player in common in Sam Lavelle. Um, so I think we've all been quite interested because it, it didn't quite work out for him with us, but we've all been quite interested about how he's been doing for you and and sort of the general fan consensus on, on Sam and what he's contributing to your squad. I think most of our fans would probably agree he's probably second behind Jordan Gibson for player of the season so far. He's been excellent. He, first couple of games, I thought, mm, he hasn't really got much pace. That, that's a little bit worrying. 
But actually, I think that was as much as anything in getting a little bit back up to speed. And he's been fine since he defends really well. The one disappointment with him is he's not scored a goal yet because he's looked to fret on set pieces, but he's never quite done enough to get on there and put the ball in the back of the net. But he's, yeah, he's been made um, the uh, captain when our club captain, Paul Huntington, was out for a couple of months. He's basically been captain in the team already. So, you know, it shows how highly regarded he's held and, him and John Mellish at the back, and John Mellish is a, a massive fan's favourite of us. He's a, a character, to say the least. Um, they've made a really good partnership at, at centre-back. So, yeah, re- really impressed him so far. I can maybe sort of grasp why Charlton let him go, because he's maybe not quite the quality you're looking for if you're pushing up to, to the championship. But he's been a really strong, reliable player for us. And actually, maybe moving back up north probably helped him a little bit as well. Maybe two questions in one, slightly, Lee. But obviously, as you referenced, you were you were League Two last year. You you talked about the kind of narrow defeats you've had so far. I'm interested how you think you found the step up. Maybe results aside, but in, just in terms of the the level of the teams you've come up against, whether you've noticed a real difference and a real step up in quality or not. Uh, and secondly, to that, whether your team has changed dramatically from last year and whether that's had an impact in how you've kind of reacted to the start of League One. Yeah, so in terms of step up, um, opening day we played Fleetwood. And look where Fleetwood are right now, you know, struggling down at the bottom with us. And we drew that game 1-1 and we all came away from that game thinking, wow, this is a step up from what we played last season. You know, and that's a team struggling near the bottom. So that tell, tells you what you need to know. Um, yeah, it's been a step up. I think the thing I've noticed is it, the teams are just a little bit sharper on the ball sometimes, just a little bit quicker in terms of the play. I mean, Owen Moxon, was unbelievable for us last season, his first season as a professional, effectively, you know, at the age of 24, having come from the Scottish Leagues. He was brilliant. He's been good this season, but he hasn't dominated games in any way, shape or form in the way he did last season. And that's that. That's one of the things I've really noticed. Teams have dealt with him a lot better than teams in League Two did. Um, yeah, the, one, the really good teams do stand out. Wigan and Peterborough, like I said. Wigan, first half against us, we're... I'm amazed that they've struggled a bit since then. We drew 1-1 with them and they've not really hit the initial form they had in the opening few games. They they passed us off the park first half and Peter were again packed with pace going forward. It was terrifying at times. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. I mean, Portsmouth were pretty... If they're getting Portsmouth, we probably could have beaten them. They scored a 93rd-minute winner against us and we we you know had a, one saved really late on as well just before that. So... We've, we have competed in these games, and that's that's the thing that's really frustrating. But but it, there is a noticeable step up in terms of the squad and changes. Um, not been there's been a bit of a change. I mean, in attack is probably one of the key areas. We lost Christian Dennis, who was our top scorer with twenty yard goals last season, and um, Mary Patrick, who's sort of a he played as a striker most of the last couple of seasons, but he's more of a winger. That's the reason he left because Simpson couldn't guarantee he plays a winger, so he went to Sutton and. He's been on the bench for the last five games, and we've switched to play 4-3-3 this season, so he would have played games, which is frustrating because he's a very good winger when he plays at his best. Um, so, yeah, attack, we've brought a few players in on loan. We brought Josh Coyote back in on loan for a second, third loan spell with us, and he dislocated his shoulder in the first game he played, and he's not due back until just before Christmas. And that's one of the other issues we've had is luck. We've not really been particularly lucky in terms of that, so... We haven't been able to pick a real settled start in eleven. Like last season, we were unlucky with injuries, but it was mostly fringe players or players on the bench that were getting injured coming on. So the start in eleven was very solid. This season, it's not. So we're having it interchange a lot. We signed a lot of the players we had on loan last season permanently. 
um, or brought them back on loan, like Finn back. They've not quite had the same impact they did last season as well. So, yeah, in terms of squad turnaround, there's been a bit. I suspect there's going to be a lot in January. I think we're probably going to see at least four or five probably leave and similar, if not more, come in the other way. Mm. And with any luck, it'll be a, an upgrade in terms of quality of the player coming in. Yeah, I mean, just finally, then looking ahead to, to Saturday. I mean, you're not mm-hmm. scoring many goals. You're scoring, you're scoring plenty fewer than than one one um, goal per game. Uh, but you have, I mean, you have conceded slightly fewer than us, which isn't necessarily that that difficult considering we do we do let in a, a lot of goals. Unfortunately, how, how, how will Carlisle and, and Paul Simpson approach this game, a home game where, on paper, obviously you you expect to come out and and try and play? But Michael's reference, Michael Appleton's reference, that you're a you're an organised side. Are you likely to sit in and 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 allow us to have plenty of the ball? Yeah, we, we we do tend to like to play on the counter attack. You know, in some like Owen Moxon, we've got somebody who can and pick a pass really quickly and get the ball forward. And we've got a couple of fullbacks who do like to get forward. We just signed um, uh, Josh Emmanuel this week as well. He was at um, Grimsby last season because we're desperate for a right back at the moment. We're struggling both of our first cho- first and second choice have been out injured for a lot of the season. Um, it'd be interesting because. We're expecting a big crowd because everyone's very excited about the takeover. It's looking at, to be at least five, well, yeah, be over 10,000, I'd imagine. We sold 8,000 now. There's usually one or 2,000 walk-ups on the day. So it's going to be a big crowd, big atmosphere. And when that happens in recent seasons, we, we've, we've performed, which used to be a problem of ours. We used to struggle in front of bigger crowds. We used to bottle it. We don't really do that as much now. So I imagine we'll probably have a bit of a go early on. One of the big problems we've got is Joe Garner, who we've been riding on so heavily for goals and for being a presence up front. He's suspended. He picked up his fifth booking of the season against Bristol Rovers, so he's not available. So there's a big question of, well, who's going to replace him up front? And the options of Fred Bear, to put it bluntly, we've got Luke Plange, on loan from Crystal Palace, who he's only on loan for half a season, and I don't think many expect him to stay beyond that. Ryan Edmondson, who we had huge expectations of this season, and he just has not stepped up at all. He really... There's, there must be some other issue there because he, he looks so good at times last season. And uh, Sean Maguire, who looks a really good player, but he's not... Is he going to score that many goals for us? I'm not really sure. You know, he did fairly well when he's at Preston, but yeah, so it, I mean, it's hard a bit downbeat in terms of uh, going forward with that. But Jordan Gibson's probably the one to look out for in terms of going forward. I think he, he's been a real threat for us this season. He's he's really stepped up this level because it was a bit of a worry that he wouldn't. But actually, he's looked really, really good. And... um. Yeah, I imagine we'll have a real go at it because the crowd will really be behind us. You know, we've played games like this recently with a big crowd. We've got going at teams early, so I can't see that being different this weekend. Well, excellent. Well, hopefully it'll be a good atmosphere up at Brunton mm-hmm. Park uh, on Saturday. Lee, thanks for your time. Um, I'll, I'll speak to you again in about 10 minutes for your show, so, which I'm looking forward to. <laughs> but yeah, um, thanks for coming on Charlton Live and, and, and we'll see you again later on in the season, hopefully. No problem. Cheers. Cheers. There we go. That's Lee Rooney from the uh, Brunton Bugle, who's joined us to talk about Carlisle. You know, a couple of people. I mean, Dean said uh, we never should have let Lavelle go. Uh, Shiny Phil, I never understood why we let Sam Lavelle go. Um, really? <laughs> did did I mean? Did you try watching him? Like uh, he was so low of confidence with us, unfortunately. And and yeah, he, I've, I've, we've had defensive troubles for a couple of years now. If we're being totally honest, and he was one of our defenders. So if you put two and two together there, uh, that that's probably why we let him go. I imagine. Um, shall we hear from Michael Appleton? I did ask him to have a brief look ahead uh, to the game with Carlisle. Uh, this is what he had to say. To, to Saturday, obviously longest trip of the of the season for for Charlton and the Charlton fans as well. Um, it's not been a great start to the campaign for Carlisle, mm. but I mean, if you go there and underestimate them, then you, you'll know you'll, you'll come up short. 
Yeah, absolutely. And listen, they've had a couple of positive results this year that have surprised everyone. Uh, and I hope I'm not wrong here. I am right in thinking they beat Bolton, didn't they? Yeah, early on, yeah they beat Bolton early on in the season. So, um, listen, any side that can go and turn Bolton over obviously needs respected. And uh, Paul Simpson's a top guy, you know, real gent uh, in, in the football world and uh, did a brilliant job for Carlisle last year, getting them promoted. And listen, they're older than their own this year and we've got to make sure that we, you know, we go up there with the same sort of spirit that we've shown in previous away games and, and try and get the three points. Surely from a logistical point of view, I mean, as, as a supporter going to Carlisle, it's quite, it's quite a difficult one to plan. As, as, a, as a team, do you have to go up earlier? Do you have to take the train, do things slightly differently? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely the hardest one, definitely. Uh, certainly where we're based here. It was a little bit easier, you know, previous clubs because they're slightly further north. Um, but no, definitely... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a difficult one and you have to do things slightly different to you you would normally do. There we go. That's Mickey Apples uh, talking about the trip to Carlisle on Saturday. There's a furious debate going on about Sam Lavelle and Ryan Innes in the chat now. Uh, Luke said Sam Lavelle was not very good. That's why we let him go next. Uh, we, they'll be saying we should have kept Ryan Innes. Uh, and shiny feels saying Ryan Innes really was uh, poor. Um, yeah, which, I mean, let, let's, not, let's not reignite that debate over which one of our bad defenders over the last few years has been the worst but um yeah I'm, I'm glad Sam's doing a bit better up at Carlisle by the sounds of it because he didn't have a good time with us uh as Andrew points out his penalty against Brighton was was the only good point um yeah it was a good there was a really good point from Chris uh up in the chat early he said wait till we play the likes of Barnsley Bolton and Derby away then that'll show us where we're at I mean I had that stat after the Portsmouth game or before it, I can't remember about how many points we've actually taken from sides in the top half it's it's assuming Wickham is still in the top half, it's something along the, the lines of six from a possible 27, I think. Like, we, we don't take points from sides in the top half, and that is, as as Chris points out, a good indication of where we are, probably, as a side. Uh, but also, it gives us plenty to look forward to for Saturday, too, because we're playing a team in a relegation zone, so therefore, we're guaranteed three points. I mean, it, obviously, we're not, but, um, yeah, tough trip. But if we are serious about anything, you've got to be going and winning these games. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's kind of hard to judge it now because you're like talking to Lee and then like they've got these new owners and the place is going to be buzzing and you kind of think, oh, right. It's, in that respect, I feel like we're the underdog a little bit. And I, it's strange to say because they're right, what are they second from bottom? Um, it's, or second or third from bottom. It's, but you, again, as we know, we don't always play the best against teams that are seen as not being as good as we are apparently so I think it's going to be tougher than we think it's going to be um when like we've said before previously you never you you're not um just because we're Charlton it doesn't mean that we're guaranteed three points from a team that supposedly um not as not as good as us doesn't have the depth of the squad and and that sort of thing Sometimes them ones are a bit like cup games, aren't they? That you end up that mentally the team struggle to lift themselves because they think, oh, we're just playing Carlisle, like we'll win this. And I think sometimes the fan base can be a little bit complacent about it as well. So I'm hoping that that Michael can kind of really drum it into them that actually let's spoil their party because it is going to be a big party for them Saturday, effectively, isn't it? Mm. Um, let's try and spoil their party and and just do a do a good professional job. Yeah, I was I was loving, and obviously I, I sort of half mentioned it to to leave the naivety of their fans. You just assume 
because they've had a takeover and everything's going to be great now. L- luckily, we're really well drilled in what happens when a takeover happens. And so by the time we had the last couple, people are like, oh, to see what happens. But yeah, Carlisle having their first one in however many years, assuming it means they're going to win the Premier League in the next five years. Um, yeah, Jake's pointing out that our defence was and still is poor. Uh, that's the area which needs fixing if we're serious about the top six, our attack and midfield when fit. Uh, even with a couple of injuries, is, is top four or top five uh, uh, in, in uh, Jake's um, Jake's views. Yeah, Luke saying, did anyone else get Sandguard vibes with the Carlisle takeover video? The, it, it, ga- it gave really creepy, like, Gillingham takeover vibes as well. If you ever saw the, the, the message from their American owners in front of the Christmas trees or this time last year, it's like looking really dead behind the eyes. But I'm, they seem to have turned fortunes a little bit around at, uh, at Gillingham. Dean pointing out, is a very happy hunting ground for us. We've had more promotions at Carlisle uh, than any other ground in the country. Yeah, three times, including, obviously, uh, the one that I was at in 2012 uh, when we won the league uh, under Powley, Tom. Um, it, it's such a shame that this, this game is when it is because, obviously, that means we can't get promoted this Saturday. We are going to have to wait a few more seasons. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a happy hunting ground for us. And there's loads of fans going up there because it is the first time we've been up there in 11 years. I think we're taking best part of 900 already without walk-up. So probably a 1,000 at least up there. It's, it's, it's got the makings of, of at least a good away day for the fans. And hopefully the, the side on the pitch can can reward our, our support with a, with a performance and a win. Yeah, I think we only added just over a thousand tickets anyway, so it'd be pretty much sold out. Which, when you when you judge how far we're going, that's that's pretty impressive. And uh, yeah, for for me, it's a first trip, so I've picked a bad one to go to. I should have waited till an end of season game, but I'm looking forward to it. Like I was saying to you in the in the WhatsApp chat the other day, like it feels like ages since I watched Charlton, but partly that's because I forgot we had a game. But uh, Cray Valley obviously couldn't get a ticket, so I don't. I think Bolton at home was the last time I saw us. Um, so it's been a while. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I agree with everything Sue said. It's not going to be an easy game uh, at all, but it's the sort of game we, we need to go and win. And I was looking at Andrew's point there around Alfie being the striker we've been looking for. And if we can get defence sorted, we should reach playoffs. I almost feel like players like him and like Corey, we kind of owe it to them to get in the playoffs this year. Like they are the standard that we should be aiming for. And if they went in the summer because we didn't make playoffs, then you know, fair enough. If we get to playoffs, we've got a chance to keep hold of those players. So, yeah, going back to everything we've been talking about, we've we've got good momentum at the moment. We need to keep that up and we need to be winning games like this. It, it's as simple as that. It's not going to be easy, but there'll be a good backing up there. We're on a good run of form and we've got to just try and keep that going. Mm, yeah, um, in terms of team news, there wasn't a great deal of new stuff. Um, Harry Eist has had a bit of a setback with his injury, which is a shame. So he's not going to be back until the, the new year now, by the sounds of it. Because I spoke to Harry at the... Cray Valley paper mills game and it sounded like he was getting really close but like I say there's been a setback there so he's going to be out for a uh, a few more weeks Dean said I've only just got back from there since that last time in 2012 did you walk or something it is a long way uh, to be fair so yeah I guess for Saturdays it's more about making sure that we get our danger players into the game so like I say, up until Tuesday Corey's been quiet over the last couple of weeks obviously Alfie hasn't Miles has been a bit quiet you know hasn't seemed quite himself but he's still he's still picking up the old goal here as well so hopefully we'll um uh we'll we'll, we'll um we'll be able to follow that up as well and, and yeah chris is saying fair play to all the real charlton fans going carlisle bring back three points it is one hell of a of, of a distance I, I still can't believe i booked a 7 30 train from houston it's so so early for me i'm dreading that already i'm <laughs> getting up that early sue but yeah um sam was asking about our win percentage we're on 38 percent at the moment which isn't enough for playoffs unless you only lose five games all season. We've already lost six, Sam, just in case you're wondering. But yeah, like I say, so if, if we go up there and 
continue our good form and, and spoil that party for Carlisle, then, then who knows what it might. I guess the most important thing for us is just trying to stay within touching distance until January, and then it's up to the owners to prove what they're about. Yeah, we. I mean, we. everyone, we've already mentioned it earlier in the show about how hectic December can be. Um, and that's then when you start to pick up some injuries and stuff like that. So it's if if you can get get your three points, you get a little bit of a like we say, like Tom's saying, build like continue that momentum of like that winning mentality, and hopefully, I mean, we hope that we don't get any more injuries because I think just listening to Lee kind of reassured us a little bit, I think, because we were kind of saying, why do we get so many injuries? But it sounds like they're just having just as bad a problem as we are. But, I've, yeah, it's it's one of them that you, you've got to look at getting that three points and then just crack, like, just kicking on to and the whole, like, sort of that old saying of take each game as, as it comes. I think we've just got to do that um, and just prepare for each individual game rather than trying to think too far ahead um and then yeah who knows where we can end up but yeah hopefully december doesn't take too much out of the the team that we got because we definitely need strengthening in january Mm, yeah and like i say that's that's i guess when we'll learn more about the ownership handy scott came on radio london uh, when we were at Cray Valley and obviously said they've been they've been turning their attention to that window. Obviously, it's now for them to execute it because we still haven't actually gone through and spoken about all the signings we made in the summer, but we will probably in a couple of weeks when, we, when we've got a free week and, and assess whether our transfer business on the whole has been good enough. And you'd suggest when we're not quite there yet, then then it hasn't been yet. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. We've run out of time on this week's uh, Big Match Preview. Uh, so, yeah, massive thank you to everyone who's joined us live uh, this evening in in the YouTube comment or caught or caught up um, via the uh, the catch up on the podcast or on the YouTube channel afterwards. Don't forget to sign up to our YouTube page uh, and to subscribe and check out our Charlton Live Etsy store as well. CharltonLive.etsy.com. Uh, we've we've had a bit of a run on the Charlton Live mugs, so yeah, you'll be pleased to know with Christmas coming up. So um, yeah, check it out if you want to uh, get your loved one a Charlton Live mug ahead of uh, ahead of the festive uh, period. Massive thanks to Sue and Tom as always. Great to speak to you guys you too thank you don't forget we'll be back on sunday morning at 10 a.m to look back at the game uh, with carlisle Uh, we look forward to speaking to you but this has been charlton live sponsored by the british institute of kitchen a bedroom and bathroom installation we'll see you again on sunday (laughs) 